All right, good to see everybody Saturday night. Hope everybody is doing good. That's lots to talk about, 55 minutes-ish of fury here. I hope you're ready for lots of facts and information. Let's get rolling, Jack Posobiec tweet. Here it is. ISIS was kept in prison at Bagram Airfield. That's the big, it's not even a debate. It's not a debatable item. Bagram never should have been surrendered to the Taliban. ISIS was left out of, let out of prison after Biden and Milley abandoned Bagram Airfield. And that's exactly what happened, by the way. There's one day the lights were on, next day the lights were off. They didn't even advise our allies that they were abandoning really the, the, the most valuable strategic air base in the region, let alone closest to China. The ISIS, then ISIS attacked the only airfield in town. Are, are you paying attention yet? There you go. And that's how it is so far. I'm doing that to set this up for you. Let's go to the next thing. Um, that's not the next thing. I got other stuff. That's that. Oh, no, you guys are right. And I'm totally wrong. I flipped the page. I was wrong. I, let, let me go back to flip back to the uh, Bagram thing for just a second, guys. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, here's the thing with this. I want you to catch this key line here. ISIS was let out of prison after Biden and Milley abandoned Bagram Airfield. Now, what was what did we have at Bagram? First of all, Bagram was huge. It was actually the size of a small city. There's lots of people there, lots of our allies, of course, lots of our soldiers, lots of our Marines, lots of our aircraft. It was left overnight. Basically, just walked out of there. That's where a lot of the aircraft, the Blackhawks and the Humvees, um, thousands upon thousands of our rifles, all those different things were found there. But the key thing I want you to see here is ISIS was let out of prison at Bagram. It's not just that we let loose of, that we just abandoned the most strategic air base in the area, the one that really is, should be the center of operations, not in Kabul at Army Kazide Airport. That's, that's a strategic disaster, as we've already seen. But at, when they left, they let loose all of the prisoners. The Taliban came in and let loose all of the prisoners, including ISIS. Now, who was it that killed 13 of our servicemen this week? It was ISIS. ISIS let through checkpoints set up by the Taliban, really set up by Joe Biden and Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin. It is the Taliban that is deciding who gets in and who gets out of Hami Karzai Airport in Kabul right now. And that has cost the lives of 13 of our servicemen. And I wanted to go through each and every one of them tonight. I want, I want to make sure that we pay correct homage, pay correct honor to, give great honor to those that have been lost in the name of serving the United States of America, even though, sadly, they were serving the worst president in history, the worst uh, 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 Department of Defense in history, the worst defense secretary in history, the worst chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in history. But no matter what, these are honorable men and women that lost their lives. Let's go to the first one. We'll go through these. There we go. It's Corporal, it's Corporal David L. Espinoza. Go to the next one. As soon as I say the name, you guys can switch to the next one. Corporal Umberto Sanchez. Corporal Hunter Lopez. Lance Corporal Jarrett Schmitz. Lance Corporal Kareem Nagawi. I hope I said that right. Corman Maxton Soviak. Lance Corporal Riley McCallum, Corporal Dagan Page, he's in the Marines, Sergeant Jahani Rosario, Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, 
Sergeant Nicole G. Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover. Staff Sergeant Ryan Noss. That was it? Okay. It's 13. And see, now I want you to know something. Joe Biden does not care about any of that. He does not care that 13 men and women lost their lives because of his horrific planning. Why on earth? I mean, let's just, just very briefly. Why on earth would you pull out all of your military before you evacuate your allies, before you evacuate between 10 and 40,000 Americans? Why would you pull out all of your military? Why would you desert the most strategic air base in the region. Do you realize it's only about 20 minutes from Kabul and it would have saved this entire, the, all 13 of these servicemen and women would be alive right now if we were doing this operation out of Bagram Airfield instead of Kabul. But Joe Biden, you need to know something. Joe Biden doesn't care. And this is why I've been saying since March of last year, this is why you don't cave to lies. You don't put masks on your face, lock down your churches, lock down your elections so that it's a fraudulent election all over a virus with a 99.9% post-infection survival rate because you end up with idiots and fools like Joe Biden, like Kamala Harris, like General Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who came out publicly yesterday and today and said, you know, we just didn't consider Bagram to be an important asset. Not an important asset. So they left. Everyone needs to understand something. $85 billion, primarily at Bagram, of, of our military equipment. Black Hawk helicopters, which now the, the Taliban has more Black Hawk helicopters than most of our allies have. But we end up with these people. You end up with Lloyd Austin, who's nothing more than a contractor for the industrial military war complex. I believe he came out of Honeywell. He was in the military before negotiated multi-billion dollar contracts, lo and behold, ends up on the board of a, a, a defense contractor like Honeywell or one of the others. I don't want to give the wrong name. And then, of course, Biden comes back in and he gets hired back into active duty. That's how it works. That's how it works with James Mattis, too. James Mattis was, was negotiating multi-billion dollar deals, ends up on the board of the very company he's, he's doing the multi-billion dollar deals with, and then gets hired back again to do the same deals again. This is what's called the swamp. So I'm just telling you, Joe Biden does not care about, and it may sound cold, it may sound callous, but Joe Biden does not care about those 13 people that just lost their lives. And most of those, most of those men and women are under the age of 25. And that just absolutely breaks my heart that sons and daughters, many of them have children, husbands, wives, fathers, mothers are now gone for forever because of the incompetence of a man who is sleeping like a baby by now. I saw an hysterical tweet from Brad for Life this week, and it said we went from a president who sleeps four hours a day to a president who's awake for four hours a day. That's what we have now. And I want to just show you through multiple videos tonight, Joe Biden does not care. Play the first one for me. Thank you very much, folks. They're trying to ask him questions about the military servicemen and women that were lost. 
He doesn't care. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm no expert, sadly, because I don't abide in the new normal, but I'm no expert at reading facial features and facial expressions under giant masks. Ms. Biden's mask from here down, alone, sitting alone in a room. But the man appeared to be awfully gleeful for somebody that just cost. If you looked at the Chiron underneath there, it said that it was talking about the 13 men and women that were lost. He doesn't even care. He won't even answer a question about it. Play the post-millennial video for me. Thanks. Mr. President, what about ISIS and the threat that Americans face now? Start it again for me. Hey, freeze it. Bring it back to the beginning and freeze Thanks. it. There you go. Now, what? listen to what he's asked, because this is a day or two before the attack on the airfield, which, by the way, was a lone uh, suicide bomber. Play it for me. Listen to what he's saying. Thanks. Mr. President, what about ISIS and the threat that Americans face now? The question was... Mr. President, what about ISIS and the threats that American soldiers are facing now? Now, here's an interesting one. Is he sleeping? Play it for me. Yet another chapter in the beautiful story of the friendship between our two nations, the United States of America and the Jewish and democratic state of Israel. Both of us who seek to do good and need to be strong, both of us who are a lighthouse in a very, very stormy world. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I look forward to working with you now and for many years forward. The man is sound asleep meeting with the Prime Minister of Israel two days after 13 of our men and women, Marines, Army, and Navy, were blown up at Kabul Airport because of Joe Biden. It is... It is Totally and completely because of the GOAT rodeo that Joe Biden failed to plan, failed to prosecute correctly. He's, he's funneling in thousands upon thousands of people into an airport. And the people that are deciding who gets funneled in are the Taliban. They're not vetted by our soldiers. They're, vo they're vetted by the Taliban. And these people that came in, the, the lone... Uh, Bomber that came in, suicide bomber, came through the Taliban checkpoints set up by Joe Biden. Understand that. They're the one, they'll say it out loud. Yeah, the Taliban, really, they are the ones that are calling the shots right now. It's just the truth. It's a very, very sad state of affairs, but that's where we're at right now. All right, Atlanta Forever tweet. General, General doesn't know. <laughs> Here we are again, Talk, talking about our men, men and women blown away. By a suicide bomber, lost forever. General General doesn't know if Taliban let ISIS bombers get to Kabul airport or if these these two mongers were really ISIS turned out to be only one. But anyway, they're all the same. There's the you can put the pickup. This is uh, Kenneth McKenzie. There, yeah, that's that about sums it up. I'm gonna read you the article right here. It says the commander of the U.S. Central Command said Thursday he did not know if the Taliban, whose members the U.S. was relying on whose members the U.S. was relying on to screen individuals getting to the airport. Let, let Islamic State suicide bombers get through and conduct at least two bombings that have so far killed 12 Marines and injured 15 more. It's the death count has gone up. The civilian death count is now up to 200. Clearly, if they were able to get up to the Marines at the entry point of the base, there's a failure somewhere, said uh, Marine General Kenneth McKenzie at a press briefing, a, a failure somewhere. This is our senior leadership 
in the Marine Corps, there's a failure somewhere. His people are on the ground and his people are now dead. And he answers with, there's a failure somewhere. He added of the Taliban, some of those guys are scrupulously good. Some of them are not. <laughs> we just got done fighting for 20 years against these guys. And he's saying some of them are good. I just don't know the answer to that question, but you can be assured we're going to continue to take a look at it and make sure all of our practices are getting better going forward. See, these people, they live in the dystopian D.C. swamp where all that matters to you are ridiculous, cliched answers like, we're going to take a look at it and make sure our practices are better going forward. Thirteen people are dead. They're dead Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, they're gone. Sons and daughters gone. And this guy's going to make sure that their practices get better going, uh, get better going in the future. I'll quote it again. Our practices are better going forward. This is why you do not cave to lies. Pastors, this is why you don't close your churches because you end up with fraudulent elections and fraudulent elections have dire consequences. Right, let's go to the Benny video. This is Pentagon Press Secretary John, John Kirby. How many ISIS prisoners were released? This is from Bagram. ISIS is who killed our men and women in, in uniform. How many of them were released from Bagram when we just deserted it in the middle of the night. Play it for me. And in terms of ISIS-K, how many ISIS-K prisoners were left at Bagram and are believed to have been released from the prison there? And why weren't they removed before the U.S. pulled out to some place like Gitmo? Well, um, I, I don't know the exact number. Clearly, it's in the thousands when you, when you, when you consider uh, both prisons, because uh, both of them were taken over by the Taliban and emptied. But I, I couldn't give you a precise uh, figure. Uh, and as for emptying out, remember, I mean, we were turning things over to Afghan national security forces. That was part of the retrograde process was to turn over these responsibilities. Yeah, that's good enough. He doesn't even know how many prisoners there were at an American military installation. These people are out of their element. They are out of their league. They have no idea what they're doing at all. All we heard for years was the media saying they were afraid Donald Trump was going to cause some sort of military disaster or that Donald Trump was going to cause a nuclear war. Look at these clowns. They have no idea who, how many prisoners were at an American military installation that they deserted in the middle of the night. The very people that were then let out by the Taliban go and murder 13 men and women of our armed forces, and they have no idea what's going on. But don't worry, they're going to work on it so they get better in the future. That's what happens when you live in a dystopian nightmare that is the swamp, is you speak the swamp's language, which is meaningless. This guy, listen, John Kirby... General Milley, I don't even like call. I don't even like to call them by their military titles, but I'll honor the military. Lloyd Austin, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris—they're sleeping like babies tonight because all that matters to them is that they get out their swamp verbiage every day and survive politically or even prosper politically. All right, Chuck Colasta. Breaking report: Biden administration refused. Get this now: refused armed armed service committee demand in April 2021 to develop an evacuation plan. They had no plan. 
Remember they, they said that they planned this thing out for every contingency? They had no plan. They refused to plan. That's, wh that's why you end up with somebody who actually takes their military out before they take their civilians out. Because they refuse to plan. That These are the facts right here. Go to Kevin McCarthy. He has, I just want to keep reiterating this. Here's Biden. I want you to see, because uh, all these things, again, not to use the word dystopian too much, but I just, I just have to, because I've never seen anything like this. Look at Biden, how many times he walks away from the podium and answers no questions. Play it for me. Thank you. We guarantee every American will be out before the troops leave. Sanctions. Can you guarantee? Did sanctions. Thank you. The man refuses to answer questions. The man just refuses to answer. Yeah, you can play up side by side if you guys wanted to. He just refuses. I mean, look, I, I've never seen anything like this. I, I think I got, I mean, in all, in all honesty, as much as I hate to toot the horn of Barack Obama or George, even George W. Bush, because to me, they're one and the same. But I have to give them credit. They answered their own questions. You remember the press conference right after the bombing at Kabul? The press conference, he comes out and says, now I have a list of people that I'm supposed to call on here that I've been told to call on. This is what we're living in right now. It truly is amazing. Let's go to the Johnny Mercer video. This will stop you in your tracks. Now, here are some real, these are some real patriots. And listen to how they summarize the bombing at Kabul. Play it for me. My job there was as a foreign military sales officer. So I was on the front lines of acquiring the equipment that the Americans provided and turned over to the Afghan army and the Afghan police. I'm going to read to you um, what uh, is so painful for me and so many other Afghan veterans who served in that capacity and others who served as a part of the train, advise, and assist, equip effort uh, in helping the Afghans. We now know that due to the negligence of this administration, the Taliban now has access to over $85 billion worth of American military equipment. That includes 75,000 vehicles, over 200 airplanes and helicopters, over 600,000 small arms and light weapons. The Taliban now has more Black Hawk helicopters than 85% of the countries in the world. But they don't just have weapons. They also have night vision goggles, body armor, medical supplies, and unbelievably, unfathomable to, unfathomable to me and so many others, is that the Taliban now has biometric devices, which have the fingerprints, eye scans, and the biographical information of the Afghans who helped us over the last 20 years. And here's what we just learned again in the briefing that we just walked out of. Is this, this administration still has no plan to get this military equipment or these supplies back? Of course they have no plan. You have to, when, when it's this incompetent, as much as I hate conspiracy theories, I really do, I hate conspiracy theories. But as incompetent as, as this is, you almost have to investigate what was done on purpose. $85 billion worth of military equipment given to the Taliban, and all of this benefits China. Have you ever asked yourself that question? That you had Hunter Biden fly over on Air Force Two with his dad to secure a deal with a CCP-controlled China bank 
for $1.5 billion given to Hunter Biden's consultancy firm. Have you ever watched videos of Hunter Biden? What would he be giving consultation for? Smoking crack or hiring hookers? What exactly would he be given? What would his consultancy fees be for? But he got $1.5 billion from a CCP control bank secured in China when he flew over on Air Force Two with his dad. And now every last thing that's happening right now, we had the Taliban meet one month before the American exodus from Afghanistan. They met with China. China is securing mineral rights. Very interesting. And lo and behold... Because of Joe Biden, the really the proxy military for the CCP now in Afghanistan, the Taliban, is now fully armed, fully weaponized. They have the biometric uh, devices to go hunt down American allies. Strange. I mean, who would do this? I mean, could, could Mark Milley be that stupid? Could Lloyd Austin be that stupid? Could Joe Biden be that stupid? Yeah, I, I think they can. But you'd have to look at the conspiracy side of this. It, it has to be a little bit more than coincidental that you leave biometric devices and $85 billion worth of armaments for your enemy. And knowing knowing that they met with China a week uh, a month before this? Kind of odd, isn't it? Knowing that China put $1.5 billion into the president's son's pocket. Strange, isn't it? Laura Logan tweet. Scoop, U.S. officials gave the Taliban a list of names. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Laura Logan. Laura uh, Seligman. Scoop, U.S. officials gave the Taliban a list of names of U.S. citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies to grant entry into the outer perimeter of the city's airport, prompting outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. All right, so here we go. So they give the biometric information, face that's face-identifying information. They scan, you scan somebody's face, and it confirms who they are. That's now in the Taliban's hand. Biometric uh, devices that scan fingerprints that will identify who it is that you're talking to. That's in the Taliban's hands. And then the, Joe Biden goes further. He goes further and gives the Taliban a list of Americans and our allies, people that were interpreters for us, strategic helps for us, whatever it may have been. He gives them a list of Afghans that were our allies and Americans. He gives the Taliban. So at their checkpoints, remember the same checkpoints where the bomber came through. Now those same checkpoints are armed with Joe Biden, with the United States military's biometric devices and a list. You have to ask, can somebody be this incompetent or is there evil intent? Is there treason going on here you have to ask that question all right uh, laura seligman uh, uh, responded to her own tweet basically they just put all the afghans on a kill list said one defense official this is coming now from the pentagon who like others spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the sensitive topic it's just appalling and shocking and makes you feel unclean where have you ever seen anything like this in your life speaking of that go to laura logan for me 
Most Americans don't understand what's happening in Kabul. Been on this all night again with no end. U.S. citizens are, listen to this, listen to this. U.S. citizens are fighting through enemy lines to get to the airport when they show their blue passport to the 82nd Airborne soldiers at the gate. Many are turned away and sent back to the Taliban. Oh, were they on the list that Joe Biden put out? What's on that list? And why would, why would American citizens who actually reach our soldiers somehow get through the Taliban checkpoints, somehow get through that maze and actually reach our soldiers? Why? And then show their passports confirming who they are. Why are they then sent back? What is going on in our country? What is happening here? All right, Alex Salve, tweet just so you get the stats coming out because you hear Jen Psaki talking about this is one of the greatest evacuation efforts in history. Again, what the Democrats do is the Democrats cause the problem and then offer the solution and exalt themselves in the solution for the very problem that they caused. That's what's happening here. There was no need for a mass evacuation. This should They should have been evacuating people since, since he took office January 20th. The guy does nothing because he's out of his element. He's lazy. He has no idea. I mean, think of what's Joe Biden ever done in his life. He was elected. Does he even know how to go to a grocery store? He was elected as a senator in 1972 at like 28, 29 years old. The man has never worked a day in his life. All that he's ever had done, all he's ever done is he's boot licked and butt kissed and had his own butt kissed and his own boots licked. That's all that's ever happened with Joe Biden. He's out of his element. But here's the stats for you. New Pentagon on evacuations, 88,000 of 100,000 evacuation are all Afghan refugees. By the way, completely unvetted. Nobody has any idea who they are, but the Democrats can't wait to bring them into the United States because they're another voting bloc. There'll be another uh, section of the country like Ilhan Omar's district, which are all Somalis. They'll have a whole Afghan section that elect another Ilhan Omar. You need to understand something about Afghanistan. It is the, one of the most, one of the most prevalent Islamic terrorist states that has ever existed or has ever existed. 7,000 of the 100,000 evacuations are SIV holders. Now, here's the interesting stat. So 5,000 of the 100,000 evacuations are U.S. citizens, and many of them now are actually showing up at the checkpoints, actually getting through the checkpoints getting to you United States soldiers and being turned back. Explain that to me. Laura Logan's on the ground and witnessing it. So that's the stats on the evacuations. All right, Kevin McCarthy tweet. Who is the Biden White House? Who in the Biden White House approved a chartered military jet to Ukraine for the energy sector? That's vital. That's just vital right now, isn't it? We got people bombing, dying on the ground at Kabul airport, but we got to make sure that the energy secretary gets someplace on time for the energy secretary at a time when all resources, resources and focus should be getting Americans out of Afghanistan. So they take a, this, what they're having to do right now is they're actually having to hire out private entities, private jets, private passenger liners to fly people out. But right in the middle of this, the Biden administration actually charters a, a military flight for the energy secretary to go over to Ukraine. Here's the article right here. It says Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm earlier this week chartered a military jet to attend a diplomatic summit in, your, in Ukraine. That jet could have been filled with American 
with, with American citizens or our allies and what it was it doing? We don't have them to spare. It was flying Jennifer Granholm to some sort of energy summit. All right, switching topics. Getting back to the fake insurrection, what I call the grand trespassing where Ashley Babbitt was shot to death. I want you to know something. I'm giving you my background in case you don't know me. I was a police officer for 25 years from 1992 to 2017. I understand the use of force matrix. This is not a justified shooting. But we see finally came out the shooter's name. Uh, came out this week, Michael Bird from the Capitol Police. He, nobody actually released his name. He went and just did an interview. I can't remember with which outfit, one of the main ones, ABC, CBS, NBC. Can't remember which one. But here's Tucker on that outing of this Capitol Police officer. Play for me. But first, until today, we couldn't say, we could not confirm who shot Ashley Babbitt to death in the Capitol building on January 6th. Now we know the officer's name, not because the authorities released it, but because he felt like revealing it himself. And he did with his sympathetic friends at NBC News. The officer's name is Michael Byrd. If that name rings a bell, you may have read it in the paper because it's the same Michael Byrd, the Capitol Police officer, who left his loaded Glock 22, loaded with no safety, in the men's room in the Capitol building in 2019. Now, if you handle firearms for a living, in a police department or in the military, you know there's no greater sin than that, to leave it in a men's room and not report it. But he wasn't punished. Byrd reportedly told his fellow officers at the time that he would not be punished. He was right. He said he'd be quoted, quote, treated differently because of his rank. He was lieutenant. In his interview with NBC News, that same Michael Byrd explained why he shot and killed Ashley Babbitt. We see your arm out there for a considerable amount of time. Were you wavering? I was taking a tactical stance. You're ultimately hoping that your commands will be complied with, and unfortunately, they were not. When you fired, what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, the subject was sideways, and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that, at that moment? She was posing a threat to United States House of Representatives. Oh, she was posing a threat. Well, let's see, she was 5'2". She was unarmed. There were armed police and tactical gear standing right next to her on the other side of the door. And of course, so I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very experienced with use of force matrices, obviously from being a cop for 25 years myself. So posing a threat is not justify using deadly force. Posing a threat to, it has to be a very specific felonious threat threat to do extreme bodily harm or a threat to kill a specific person, not a threat to Congress. What does that mean? She's five foot two unarmed, crawling through a broken window. Maybe she broke it. It doesn't even matter. He gave no verbal warnings, nothing. And not only that, you need to, if you ever have the chance, I'll get shut down if I show it again on Facebook, but you need to watch the video of her being shot. Because right next to her are two Capitol Police officers on the other side of the door that he allegedly, that she's trying to, to breach this wall of security that this numbnuts Michael Byrd 
has decided that this is the wall that he has to defend. There's two Capitol Police officers within three or four feet of her on her side of the wall that could be grabbing her by the legs and pulling her back. You know what they're doing? Nothing while he shoots her to death through the neck. And this man's not being prosecuted? How can that possibly be? Go to the next Tucker clip for me. Her family points out that she was not armed. That's correct. The fact that you weren't aware whether she was armed or not, did that alter the decision making? It did not. How could it not? That makes absolutely, who trains the Capitol Police officers? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer? Who trains these clowns? It doesn't matter whether the person is armed or not. You are not allowed to use deadly force unless you are being threatened or another citizen is being threatened with deadly force or a forcible felony. So where was the forcible felony? It didn't exist. Where was the threat of deadly force? It didn't exist. Where was the threat of deadly force towards the officer? It didn't exist. Where was the threat of deadly force towards any citizen of the United States? It didn't exist and he shoots her through the neck and this man's not being prosecuted and see here's the thing this does not need to be forgotten yes right now he's been let off the hook by the capitol police internal affairs division but you know what when republicans take over in 2022 none of this needs to be forgotten you want to use joe joe biden's verbiage none of this needs to be forgotten none of this needs to be forgiven there needs to be a commission on the bombing in Kabul and the entire evacuation of, of Afghanistan. And there needs to be a commission on this clown show who left his gun in the men's room. You know what? Someone makes a mistake. They leave their gun in the men's room. All right. But what, then he doesn't even report it. He leaves a firearm and he's so worried about members of Congress being hurt. He leaves his own firearm in the men's room and doesn't even report it. All right. Go to the next one for me. In his interview with NBC News, Michael Byrd agreed that he's the real victim. Could you give us the nature of some of those threats? They talked about, you know, killing me, uh, cutting off my head, um, you know, very vicious and cruel things. Racist things? There were some racist attacks as well. It's all disheartening because I know I was doing my job. Given the nature of the threats that you describe, do you have any concern about showing your face and identifying yourself? Of course I do. Uh, well, well, here's the thing. It's typical Democratic Party playbook. Whenever you really screw things up, you start saying that you're getting death threats. And if you're, if you're able to, then you use the race card. Show me them. Show me the emails, please. I'd like to see them. I'd like to see all the emails. They never do. They never have any of that information. All right, switching topics again. I, I, I titled this section of the show, The Week-Long Manhunt is Over. Let me set it up with this new news broadcast out of Channel 9 out of Australia. Just so you, well, it's self-explanatory for all intents and purposes. But this just shows you the totalitarian state that Australia is turning into. Play it for me. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caram knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious, but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. A warrant now issued for his arrest. This 27-year-old chap 
who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus, is one example of the worst of the worst. There's little sympathy. That last guy you saw, Brad Hazard, he's the one who orchestrated the 24,000 kids being shuffled into an arena and vaccinated. That's that guy. These, are, these guys right here, these are the power pervs of the worlds. The little Stalins, the little Hitlers, they love every minute of this. This guy doesn't care about spreading this disease. What, what disease is he spreading exactly? Is it AIDS where it's a death sentence? Is it that? No. It's a disease that if he does spread it to someone is 99.99% survivable for almost everybody on the planet. The only people that are truly dying of COVID-19 regularly are the elderly and the morbidly obese and people with multiple comorbidities. So even if he does go around spreading it, he see, they never say that. They just say spreading the disease that's killed people. Well, every disease has killed people. What's the odds of it killing people? That does matter. Well, here, here we go. The week-long manhunt is over. Play it for me. What's known as, as a Section 62 from the, uh, the Health arrested. Act. Been isolating this whole time, mate. Were you at Rhodes or Parramatta or anything? Never. What do you think of people applauding in the background that you've been caught? I have proof that I've been here. Do side by side and just run, just run that video next to me what? silently. There you go. Do you want your country to look like this, America? Don't listen to these Democrats because it will. Don't think it's impossible because it is. You keep listening to the Democratic Party, churches and pastors. I'm seeing it now starting to leak out into the press. Pastors are starting to mandate vaccinations for their churches. Is this what you want? Don't think it won't. It would already be this way if it wasn't people like me and you that are holding it back. This is, I mean, look at, look at what's going on. A, 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 an arrest for a COVID fugitive. Yeah, just let it play. An until the rant is over. There you go. An arrest for a warrant issued. Did you read that warrant for a COVID fugitive? Look at where, look at what this has done. Hey, hey, quarantine super soccer Christian mom. Congratulations, COVID caving pastors. Congratulations. This is what you've created. Oh, we were just trying to save lives. Save lives from what? A 99.9% .9 survivable virus? You know what? Some, there, there are risks in this world. You know? That's the way that we're going to shut down all highways. We're going to shut down the skies. You're going to shut down walking across the street because people die that way too. Same arguments they used to take away all the firearms when more people die of hammers than, than uh, 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 not hammers, but hands every year than they do by guns in the United States because sometimes people die of a gun so they all get taken away. This is what you turn your state into. This is what you turn your country into. This is why you don't secede to lies. You do not give in to lies. You don't do it. All right, let's go to the next one. Corey, yeah, as a Corey DeAngelis. All right, Arizona superintendent. And I want to, here's the, here's the hypocrite of the century. There, it's always this way. And I, and I challenge you. Find me one Republican picture like this, because most of the time Republicans and conservatives are not the COVID Nazi crazies like this woman here. So they, are, they can't be hypocritical, but he, it's over and over and over again, whether it's Biden, whether it's Kamala Harris, whether it's Gavin Newsom, whether it's Anthony Fauci, one COVID hypocrite after another Arizona superintendent. 
Kathy Hoffman, all schools should implement universal masking. Remember, remember Nancy Pelosi says the same thing, and she gets caught at her garden party with hundreds of people, mostly over the age of 60, elbow to elbow, unmasked. The only people masked there are the servants. But here she is, Arizona Superintendent Kathy Hoffman. All schools should implement universal indoor masking. There she is, right there underneath the rainbow arrow. There she is. Absolute hypocrisy. You know why? Because it's never been about your health. They're not scared of it. If she was scared, if she thought she was going to die like that that goofball in Australia, you know, this guy is the worst of the worst. He's spreading this disease. So if this, if Hoffman there, if she actually really believed that it was a threat to her, she'd be sitting in a room with 20 or 30 women elbow to elbow? Really? They don't believe it. It's simply a totalitarian tactic to take away people's freedom, to mark you, distance you, and control you. That's what it's about for their own personal economic and political gain. And don't think it can happen here? Well, here's an example of, of a soldier in the United States. And, uh, is that Army, Will? In the United States Army. Play it for me. Understand that if active duty military actually get deployed within the United States, that weapon is not just pointed at other people, other countries. It's pointed at you. If you do not get in your house when I tell you to, you become the enemy. Martial law. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. When you start telling the United States citizens and you start enacting laws where you can forcibly lock people down, forcibly mask them, and now potentially forcibly vaccinate people, and you got you got absolute buffoons like this in the military bragging about how she can go out and I point my gun, I'll be pointing my gun at you if I tell you to go in the house, you better go into the house. Congratulations, COVID caving Christians. Congratulations. This didn't exist a year ago. You never would have seen this a year ago. I want you to know she has kept her job, but the man that I'm about to show you, Lieutenant General Scheller, has lost his job. He's been fired out of the Marine Corps. Play it for me. Evening. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller, United States Marine Corps, and the current battalion commander for Advanced Infantry Training Battalion. I've been in the Marine Infantry for 17 years. Started my tour with Victor 1-8. It's the current unit that's doing perimeter security, dealing with the mess that's going on there. I, you can see open source reporting that there was an explosion and some people were killed. I know through my inside channels that one of those people that were killed was a someone that I have a personal relationship with. Won't go into more details because the families are still being notified. Not making this video because um, it's you know potentially an emotional time making it because I have a growing discontent and contempt for my perceived ineptitude at the foreign policy level. And I want to specifically ask some questions to some of my senior leaders. And I'll say as a person that's not at 20 years, um, I feel like I have a lot to lose. If you play chess, you can only see two to three moves out because there's too many variables. I thought through if, if I post this video, what might happen to me especially if the video picks up traction, if I have the courage to post it. But I think what you believe in can only be defined by what you're willing to risk. So if I'm willing to risk my current battalion commander's seat, my retirement, my family's stability to say some of the things that I want to say, I think it gives me some moral high ground to demand the same honesty, integrity, accountability from my senior leaders. And so I want to start with We'll just use the Marine Corps. My 
we'll just stick with the Marine Corps. So in the current fallout of Afghanistan, a lot of Marines were posting on social media, and in response to that, the Commandant published a letter, which is the service chief of the Marine Corps, and I'm going to read from it. It was dated 18 August, so only a week ago. The Commandant, sir, you wrote, some of you may be struggling with the simple question, was it all worth it? We want you to know that your service is meaningful, powerful, and important. You fought for the Marine to your left and the Marine to your right. You never let them down. And then you go on to say that, you know, if we're, we're struggling, we should we should seek counseling, which, you know, I get it. People have killed people. Um, I've killed people, and I, and I seek counseling, um, and that's fine. There's a time and place for that. But the reason people are so upset on social media right now is not because the Marine on the battlefield let someone down. That service member has always rose to the occasion and done extraordinary things. People are upset because their senior leaders let them down and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability or saying, we messed this up. All right, back to me. So there you go. Now he has lost his job in the video that I showed you before from the woman in the army threatening to point her guns at American citizens. If we're deployed in the United States and I tell you to go in your house and I've got my gun pointed at you, you better get in there. She's just fine. That's the country that we're living in. And all of this cannot be forgotten. When the Republicans, because those are going to be genuine, patriotic, MAGA Republicans that sweep the House in 2022, first of all, he needs to get his job back. Second of all, we need to orchestrate a GoFundMe for that guy, make him the richest Marine that ever lived. And these things ought not, they should never be forgotten. This is the mess that we are in right now. This is the state of the military that we are in. I don't want to shift back to the military because I'm talking about COVID and I'm about to shift to vaccines. But I just wanted you to see the difference. You've got, because it started off with the woman, the woman, the, the female soldier talking about looking just like Australia. We get deployed inside the United States and we have a forced lockdown. Then we're going to look just like Australia is basically what she was saying. And she's just fine. That shows you the heart of where our military is at right now. All right, switching to vaccines. Now, I, I call this, this is Malone University that we're going through right now. I want you, this is Dr. Robert Malone. He is the one that invented mRNA technology, which is the Pfizer vaccine, which is the Moderna vaccine. It has nothing to do with the specific vaccines, but he did develop the, the technology behind those vaccines. And listen to what he's saying about them. Play the first clip for me. So the truth of the situation is that this is probably the biggest experiment ever done on the human race as a species. We have the administration of a novel delivery technology in the case of the mRNA vaccines, or a delivery technology in the case of the adenoviral vectored vaccines that has been used in some vaccines, but never widely deployed on anything like this scale. So this is truly an experiment. None of these vaccines are yet licensed anywhere in the world. They haven't been authorized for marketing. Go right to the next video, guys. Play it. It's driving us, I think, to compromise some of our fundamentals, including with this censorship initiative. And I don't know what that looks like on the other side. We're eventually going to get through this, but it's impacting on society in profound ways. And, and this censorship of information is those that are experiencing it, including myself, are, are profoundly disturbed by what we're seeing. 
and the long-term meanings of that. By shutting down, as you point out, this information and this discussion, I mean, to, to lock me out of LinkedIn because I have been carefully, responsibly raising concerns and questions and trying to engage in discussion about those. And I'm a bona fide, I mean, you can't say that I'm not an expert. Maybe some say I am the expert. Uh, but to block my ability to communicate, um, let alone all the others that have contacted me saying, hey, I can't even say the things that you've been saying. Uh, so speak for me. Um, they now don't even have me as a voice. I, I, that's profoundly disturbing. Uh, we, we can't get to scientific truth if we can't discuss things. All right, now I want you to get some before I show you this last video with Dr. Robert Malone on it. You need to understand something. And I've been saying this, and I said this on Thursday, and I apologize for the redundancy, but I want as many people to know this as possible. The FDA has not approved the Pfizer vaccine. Understand that. The one that is currently being used with the emergency authorization, they have not, they have not, they have not licensed that vaccine. They have not approved that vaccine. So when you hear all the left telling you that this now has the Pfizer vaccine now has FDA approval, it does not. The only thing that has FDA approval is what's called Comerity, which was developed by BioNTech, which is an arm of Pfizer. Only Comerity has FDA approval, but Comerity is not being used, has not been used, and is not available. You need to understand that. If you're in the service, you're in military service, and they're telling you that you have to be vaccinated by September 15th, no, you don't. Because in your own military agreement, it says that they cannot vaccinate you with anything that is not FDA approved. So if they try to jab you with the current Pfizer vaccine under its emergency use authorization, it is not FDA approved. The BioNTech Comerity is FDA approved, and it's nowhere to be seen and is not being used. Dr. Robert Malone will back this up. Play it for me. And, and then the bomb dropped last night, and I'm afraid that it's, it's precisely what I have been concerned about and what I had spoken about on two different podcasts yesterday, so it's pretty ironic. Um, the, it, what you heard Fauci say is the nasal titers are the same in vaccine recipients and unvaccinated. That's a uh, that's selective disclosure, apparently. Hey, I, I picked the wrong clip from Pandemic War Room, so that's on me and not my guys. But basically, he's back on Pandemic War Room. Same thing. Pull it up. You can find it very easily under Steve Bannon. And he says the exact same thing. Do you guys have it? Is that the right one? Yeah, if you can find it, but you know, you'll have to get to whatever our timing was the last time. See if you guys can find it. If you can, that'd be great. But uh, you have to find the whatever timing I gave you, which probably you probably don't have. Is how long is that video? Play it. Uh, I'm confused because of what CNBC and everybody's running around with Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. When you look at the letters, the way you've broken them apart, these two letters, they've actually. And I want to go back to what you said about the data. There's really no data, but. They've authorized the use of a 
vaccine, does that vaccine currently <laughs> exist? If I want to walk down, not that I'll do it, but if I want to walk down to the doctor and get the vaccine, can I actually get the one that quote unquote has this kind of sketchy, shady FDA approval? Is that available right now to the best of your knowledge, sir? It's absolutely not available. So the, the little trick that they've done here is they have issued two separate letters for two separate vaccines. The Pfizer vaccine, which is what is currently available, is still under emergency use authorization, and it still has the liability shield. The, 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 once again, the mainstream media has lied to you. I'm sorry to say that. I know it's a shock to this worship. But the, the product that's licensed is the BioNTech product, which is substantially similar, but not necessarily identical. It's called uh, Comirnaty. I think that's how it's pronounced. And it's not yet available. They haven't started manufacturing it or labeling it. And uh, that's the one that the liability waiver will no longer apply to. So the one that's actually licensed is not yet available. And when it does become available, it will no longer have the liability shield. In the interim, the one that does have the liability shield is the Pfizer product, and that's what's currently available, and it's still under emergency use authorization. So that's no change. Okay. The press has just not done their work and figured out what's actually yeah. going on here. There is no available vaccine that is FDA approved. Everybody, please understand that. Memorize the word comerity because that's the one that's been approved. Funny how they approved it when it's never being used. It's not currently being used. And by the way, in the in the FDA paperwork, they refused. I repeat, and this is a this is a Joe Biden plant running the FDA right now. She refused, refused to license, to grant full licensure to approve the current Pfizer vaccine. Why would that be? I don't know, because maybe on the VARES report, the adverse effects report, the vaccine adverse effects report out of the CDC, they've got 13,068 deaths, 32,000 coming out of Brazil, and thousands upon thousands coming from overseas also because they don't want to be stuck holding the bag for that vaccine. That's why. So what they do is just do a shady little approval because they're sort of both Pfizer products. And then Bill de Blasio gets to go out and pontificate how he's mandating vaccines for every city employee because now it's FDA approved. It's not FDA approved. He has no comerity to give anybody. He has no, neither does the military, neither does any of your governors that are mandating that all state employees that take, take the vaccine. They don't have it. They don't have it to give you. Play the next, oh wait, this is the Pfizer. This is the head of Pfizer. He didn't take his own vaccine. Play it for me. Well, and a question for you. I've heard you have not yet had uh, your shot. When do you plan to get it? The sooner uh, I can, I will. The only sensitivity here, uh, Meg, is that uh, I don't want to, uh, to have an example that I'm uh, cutting the line, that uh, I am uh, uh, 59 years old, in good health, I'm not working in the front line, so my type is not recommended to get vaccination. Yes, <laughs> are awesome. Thank you, buddy. Forgot about that part. So the, the head of Pfizer refuses to take his own vaccination. Somebody was wondering about that. There you go. There it is. The head of Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer refuses to take his own non-approved FDA 
vaccination. That is where we're at. Don't you take that vax now. Don't do it. I have lots more information to show you. I'll show you on Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday, 8.30, right here. Love you all. Stand in your freedom. Do not be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Love you all. Thank you so much for watching the Tom Lively podcast tonight. We appreciate you tuning in. Mainstream media is no longer reporting honestly about what's going on in and around the world. It is our goal to get the truth and facts out to the people who are tired of hearing the lies of the media. If you enjoyed watching and want to help us make sure it continues, you can invest in the program by going to TomLipley.com and clicking on Give. Thank you so much for watching, and we hope you tune in again. Listen, there's a lot of people that have come to this church from other churches, and they're barely hanging on here but the reason why they're hanging on is because their old church is dead this church scares them but they'd rather have scared than dead god's in control no he's not you are you implement the word of god or you don't god's in charge once you're dead you're in charge now. Tom, that sounds like, that sounds blasphemous. That's only because you've been taught a wrong doctrine on the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty means above all, not in control of all. If God was in control of all, we wouldn't see what we see. Who's in control of America? The God of the spirit of the air, the devil. Only by Christians taking ground recapturing territory or never surrendering territory to begin with that is the hope of america we are so excited about our new online apparel store find more styles and colors on our website Get your foundation apparel today at store.foundationchurchfl.com.